Good morning, Alan. How are you doing? Are you well? I'm absolutely... Can't wait to see this because uh, as a huge lover of Irish history, this is something I think the whole of the county, anyone who loves history will want to see. Can you give me the background to it then? What is this? So the background to it is, Alan, that we're the National Archives and we hold all the records um, uh, belonging to the state. Um, And those records predominantly start around the foundation of the state. So we have records relating to um, just the the truce in 1921 between Lord George and Eamon de Valera. Um, And then we have records relating to the the period whereby the Irish went to London to negotiate um, a peace treaty following the War of Independence between Ireland and Great Britain. Um, And the records relating to that period of time in London and after they came back are now, um, they were on, on display in Dublin Castle before Christmas for three months um, and and the exhibition actually opened on the 6th of January or 6th of December which is the day that the Anglo-Irish Treaty was signed in London by the um, Irish men and um, and the British um, and then it, it when it finished in Dublin Castle we've brought it on tour. So it's now uh, Wexford when, which opens this evening and this is the fourth county um, and it will continue um, in two other okay. counties over the next number of months. So the exhibition really is picking records that are belonging to the Irish people um, and records from those very early days around the foundation of the state um, that tell, you know, for us one of the most significant stories in our history really, right. which is um, that moment that a treaty was signed, good or bad, um, that actually established the free state which in nineteen twenty. Yeah on the 6th of December 1921. Which was inevitably going to lead to civil war. Um, so, so so, where are you bringing it to Wexford? So you've told us, uh, and, and why have you decided to bring it to Wexford as significance? Because I know there was great division in relation to this in County Wexford during that period. So whereabouts are you bringing it to County Wexford? So we're bringing it, yes, we're bringing it to the County Hall in Wexford, um, Carrick Lawn. So um, it will open this evening and run for a month in um, the County Hall. And why Wexford? I suppose... Um, um, for us, we, we, we're we working with local authorities and our archivists, um, and um, Wexford County Council has a very strong commitment to the archives of Wexford County Council, and they'll be showing some of their records, um, sitting alongside the records from the National Archives as part of the exhibition over the, the next month. So, really, from our perspective, we wanted to get it out, we wanted to get it around the country, and we wanted to work with local authorities who, you know, have a demonstrated commitment to archives and the records of their particular county. And certainly that would be the case for Wexford County Council. So, this yeah. evening, um, Councillor Barbara Ann Murphy, the Cahirlock, um, uh, will will officially um, open the exhibition, as I say, in the um, in the county hall in Wexford, um, and and we're thrilled and we're really delighted because I think what the re- is what the visitors will get when they come is they'll get a you know pretty immersive experience. There is um, audio visual, so wonderful black and white footage of Ireland just you know before the truce, um, uh, footage that people might not have seen before. You know, um, the the black and tans going around 
small villages in, in Ireland, the destruction of, of cities and, and towns uh, as a result of the War of Independence. And then there is images from de Valera and Arthur Griffiths, etc., as they travel to London in July 1921 um, to begin to negotiate um, a peace settlement with Lloyd George that would lead to finally the negotiations that started in October 1921. And then there's wonderful images from um, the um, the 6th of December after the treaty was signed in London, but then obviously what happened when they came home yeah. and those famous debates as people are aware of. of in yeah. the doll after the treaty was signed and there you know and you can see de Valera and how you know unhappy he and, and and his followers were with the treaty so you'll have footage like that but then you'll also have records from the national archives and records that are obviously political records or their state records but there are also records that just tell the story of the ordinary lives of those men and women because there were over 28 of them who traveled to london for those three months you know they they they, they rented houses they had dinner parties, they mm. went to the theatre, they hired cars, they, you know, they lived a life. They, in effect, yeah. set up what you'd almost say was a, a, an, an Irish embassy in London during those three months. It's funny, um, it's so funny you should mention it because we just had a, a tribute. Minister Simon Harris was in Wexford a few weeks ago and he honoured the, the visit of Michael Collins. And for Michael Collins, having been living under, a, living like cloak and dagger, to have been able to enjoy some form of hospitality, like that must have been a joy to him. Oh, an absolute joy, but you know, um, but there was always the fear, you know, in the background. Like when they went over to London, they bought um, a, a plane, and um, and they kept the plane um, in an aerodrome just south of London in case they needed to make a quick exit out of London. And they really knew that Michael Collins, as as, as um, the head of the IRA and the, the chief of intelligence, that he was the one that really needed to get back to Dublin really very quickly and to get the mailboat um, and the you know the train from Euston up to, to Hollyhead and the mailboat cross, that that was going to take too long. So they bought a plane and they quietly and secretly kept it um, in this aerodrome in uh, south of London um, in case negotiations broke down and the war, you know, the war of independence, um, uh, you know, there was fighting again. So, um, but thankfully, whatever you might think, a treaty was signed. They didn't need the plane. So the plane came home with them and uh, it became the first plane of the newly formed Irish Air Corps. Um, and they called it the big fella after Michael Gold. Wow, that's an incredible story. And I, I vaguely remember that story, but I haven't heard it for many, many decades. And thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, is the work in this exhibition, just like that story you've shared with us, is there stuff that we may vaguely remember or never seen before and may, may come as a surprise to people this evening, Orla? Well, I think when, when people see the treaty in itself, I mean, I think it's very, it's a, you know, it's a very moving, poignant moment to actually look at a copy of this treaty and, and see their signatures and see the British signatures. And in a way, that was the start of it all. You know, mm. it was the start of, you know, it established the free state. In a way, we would we would say that they're the, the kind of the deeds of the state. Um, because they're what established us as a free state, and 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 the, the next one hundred years that that transpired, um, you know, through 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 a civil war, through a troubles, through a Good Friday Agreement, all of that, you know, yeah. they were, that, that that treaty is the start. But so it is. It's quite. It's quite. Um, you know, it's quite a powerful document in in that regard, just yeah. in terms of what was to follow. Um, and little did those men know when they signed it that two 
8.20 a.m. on the 6th of December 1921. But they, you know, for them, they were, they were, they were doing the best. They were establishing Ireland on some footing um, as, as a free state. And little did they know what was to, to, to what was trans- to come. Uh, transpire. Uh, Orla, are the documents in the exhibition, are they in good condition? Are these the, the authentic documents then? What, what, what are, is coming to Wexford? These are the actual documents, are they? No, these are these are, are uh, copies of the documents. All right. you, you know, high quality. No, because there is only one treaty. Yes. Um, and you know that establishes us as a, as as a free state. So it can't leave. It can't leave the building. Okay. Um, so um, so so. But, but the other the other records. You know, there are multiple copies of those, but the the treaty it can't leave. It can't leave the National Archives. So it's a copy of the treaty um, that that um, that we've had made at, at you know by experts, so that people really get an authentic experience when they get there. But it will get people definitely uh, immersed oh, in, in so. Irish history. Alan, yeah, I, only oh, all leaving search students should perhaps make their way there in the build up to for doing history. So, yeah. And then even things like, you know, um, you know yourself when you're sitting at a meeting and uh, and maybe they're people you've never met before or you don't know or whatever, and you're kind of drawn, writing down who they are and where they sit and whatever, just so you remember their names or you'll just, you know, remember um, their, their, their position around the table. So one of the Irish delegates... Um, Robert Barton, um, a Wicklow man, he he wrote or he drew a little table plan. You know the way you do a little table plan, where he sat, where Michael Collins sat, where Arthur Griffith sat, where um, Eamon Duggan sat, where George Gavin Duffy. They were all our um, um, negotiators, and then who they were sitting opposite. So they were sitting opposite Lloyd George or Churchill or Lord Birkenhead, um, just to remind himself every day of who sat where or whatever. You know, but it's in his own handwriting and he's drawn the table and then he's yeah. got all the wee names on the Irish side and, and on the British side. So little doodles like that that people would not ordinarily think um, of in, a, in an exhibition. We also have, like, invoices from Harrods because they held parties. Um, and, uh, you know, so they were... But they were renting everything in. So they were renting in napkins and doilies and tableware and um, fancy baskets, etc. And then even, the, you know, they didn't want to they didn't want to be seen as the poor Irish arriving in Downing Street every morning. Um, so they, they, they hired um, Rolls Royces that would come and collect them every morning and bring them to Downing Street. But they were only hiring them by the hour because they couldn't afford them, you right. know. Yeah. So there's that kind of, you know, they, uh. were, they were trying to create a semblance of a nation state going to negotiate with um, the British. Uh, so I think people will be really interested in those very human uh, records they as sure well as will. obviously the formal records. Okay, look, uh, it's it's uh, coming to Wexford tonight. Uh, just to remind people, yeah. do, you, uh, do you have to pay in to see it or is it open no, to the public? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely free. Yeah, in the mall, yep. in, 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 and it's this evening, it gets the official launch, so if you're going into tax the car or do some business, in the, you'll, you'll see this in the mall. It's there in the foyer, yeah, the absolutely. Foyer. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Orla, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Okay, I'm gonna, Alan, we'll inform the so schools much. as well, because I think any Leaving Cert or Junior Cert students would well like to see this pre-exam. It would be very good for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good morning to you. Thanks for taking our Thanks call. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um,